Hi, and welcome back to our broadcast. You know, I was thinking about the faithfulness of God and how that even from the very beginning that God's faithfulness was attacked by Satan. When he, when he went to Eve and he began to twist the words and, and begin to whisper in her ear, hath God really said, did God really say that? And begin to get her to doubt, to doubt who God was and who, and his faithfulness. And, you know, we live in a day and age where we need to trust and be able to trust that God is faithful, that if God said it, you can take it to the bank, that it's true, it's sure, and it's going to come to pass. If God promised you eternal life, which he did to those that believe on the one that he sent, those that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and his faithfulness and who he is, you declare and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. You have that promise. It's not based on our success, our goodness, how, how well we do, how far we run. It is, are we going to stay the course? Are we going to stay and maintain and not back up or not run away or not believe in another do we continue to believe? That's, that's the, the requirement that of us is to continue. And God says, I'll do the rest. If you stay the course, if you continue, I'll be faithful and I'll be true. And I'll, what, what I said will come to pass will come to pass. And Jesus, when he, before he even left the earth, he told the disciples, he said, if I go away, I am going to prepare a place for you. He said, well, I'm leaving this earth. You're not going to see me anymore, but I'm going to prepare a place for you and it is going to be magnificent. And I'm, I'm telling you this so that you will have confidence and trust that this world is only temporary and what is waiting for you through all of eternity, I am going ahead of you to prepare for you. He was telling, he was trying to get them to have confidence that I'm leaving but I'm telling you, if I'm leaving, I'm not just quitting. I'm leaving and I'm going on to prepare your future. And we can have that confidence in that God is faithful. And whatever that we need of God, whatever we ask of him, whatever's going on in our life that we need of the Lord, we can find it in his word. And if we find it in his word, whatever, whoever God is, what he is, what he promises, it is yes and amen. What God promises, it will come to pass. And if we hold on and take the teachings of God's word and we don't give up, you will see fruit. You will see the fruit of those things come to pass if you don't quit and you don't stop believing or pursuing in faith. You will see the promises and the prayers that you've prayed answer. You will see the truth come to light. You get God's word on it and then the Lord instructs you and you plant a seed and you sow the seed and you sow the seed of God's word on the inside of you. It is going to produce something. When you take God's word and, and Jesus declared this in, in the book of Mark and in the, the, the sower of the word, if it gets down on the inside of you, if it gets down into your heart, you get God's word in you it's going to produce fruit. It's going to cause change. Whatever you need changed in your life, the word of God will change it. 
If you keep putting the word of God in, it will begin to, to grow up and produce like an orchard. When, it, when you first have an orchard, there's not very much growth there. There's not very much, you're not getting much out of it. You're not seeing much fruit. You're not seeing a whole lot of harvest. But if you keep taking care of that orchard, you keep planting and you keep nurturing those trees. And as those trees grow up and you, you guard them and you protect them, then before long, all of a sudden, after so many years, that fruit, that tree is full of fruit. And then you're able to reap from that. You're able to be sustained off of that. You're able to enjoy and to, and to have a success. It's, it actually brings you prosperity. You take an orchard and, and it's more than you can eat, more than you can handle, more than your family can eat. And then you're able to take and, and sell or give away and sow into other people, or you can sell it and have, have more of a harvest. You can have more things met in your life. It will bring prosperity to you as it continues to grow. And that's the way God's kingdom works. God's faithfulness, us trusting in him, holding on to his word. Let me read to you in Revelation. This, uh, in Revelation, this is who he is. This is the, the name that is written upon him in Revelation chapter 19 in verse 11. And this is in the New Living Translation. It says, then I saw heaven opened and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named faithful and true, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. God judges fairly. He does not, he is not a God that is unmerciful or not full of grace. And his righteousness is good and it's true. And he's given us his word to hold on to and to trust in him that if we take a hold of God's promises. We sow the word of God on the inside of our heart and then that word is going to produce things, things are going to change. If you're looking for something to break off of you, if you're looking for a change in your life, then more the more of the word of God in you, it's just like taking a cup of water. If you take a cup of water and you begin to pour it in, pour water in, that glass begins to fill up and at some point it's going to overflow. It's going to, it's going to begin to run out all over the place. And that's the way it is when you keep putting the word of God in you. You can take a, you can take dirty water, but if you keep putting clean water in, you keep putting pure water in, eventually all of the nasty and all of the yuck and all of the gunk is going to be gone. It's going to be washed away. You keep putting the word of God on the inside of your life and you will begin to see the, the, the fruit of it. You're going to be see, begin to see the changes come. Keep developing and growing, planting the word of God on the inside of you. The word of God is faithful. The word of God is still keeping our world intact today. It's keeping our world held into place. God's word from the very beginning, when he set the earth in motion, from the very beginning, it is still performing today what it needed to do, what it needs to do. It's still acting perfect. His word is perfect and it hasn't failed. It, it didn't, it didn't last for a little while and then everything stopped. No, God's word is true. So as we take a hold of God's word and we look at his promises, you can look in Psalms and the Psalms calls him faithful and the, and he calls him merciful. If you look in, this is also in the, in the New Living, uh, in, 71, Psalm 71 and verse 22. Then it says, then I will praise you with music on the harp because, or because, get that country accent in there, because you are faithful to your promises. 
Oh my God, I will sing praises to you with a lyre or instruments, musical instruments. Oh, holy one of Israel, because you are faithful. Listen to what it says in the message translation. It says, and I'll take up the lute and thank you to the tune of your faithfulness, God. I'll make music for you on a harp, holy one of Israel. In the Passion Translation, it says, My loving God, the harp in my heart will praise you. Your faithful heart toward us will be the theme of my song. Melodies and music will rise to you, the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is faithful. And the very things that you need in your life come from the life of God. The things that you need in your life, you need, you don't need, or we don't need, I say you, I I say we, we don't need more of the world in our life. We don't need more of the world's ways or, or more of the world's ideas. You know, the world is really confused. Every year you see some kind of new thing coming out where they're trying to fix a fix a problem and they're making it worse. Every year you see them going down a different path with taking children or people that are, are dealing with depression. You're taking children that they don't know who they are, or know what gender they are, or they don't understand who they are. And then they begin to try to fix it with this world's natural system. And it is confused and mixed up and causes even more confusion. But the truth will not confuse you. The truth, just telling people the truth will not confuse you. It will bring light and it will bring deliverance. The Bible says that you will know the truth and the truth will make you or set you free. It's not just not saying something to somebody because you don't want to hurt their feelings. That's not going to deliver them. But the truth of God's word, the truth of who they are, the truth of who he is, the truth about life and and eternity, what happens after we leave this earth. You know, a lot of people are so wrapped up into what is going on right now, making it for the moment or taking care of people right here and and fixing everything, making their life as as uh, peaceful and as uh, less chaotic or no, you know, they don't want to go through anything. They don't want to have any, you know, uh, cause any distress. And they try to to baby everybody to the point that they can't get through a trouble or a trial. When something really hard comes up, they don't have the tenacity to get through it. They're so used to be everything being laid out for them or being made easier, being made soft, that they can't handle tough situations. But life is going to throw you tough situations. But I'm going to tell you, there's one that has went through the toughest that there ever was. There is one that has already gone through and he's faithful. There's one that's already done and made a way for us. He is faithful and he is true. The world thinks that just being kind and being nice, yes, you're supposed to be kind, but you're also supposed to be honest and be truthful. And if you're letting the children run the household, your household is going to be full of confusion. If you let a child try to decide who they are, at the age of four or five or six, seven or eight, or even a teenager. You let the child try to decide. That's what the parents are for. You're the one that's supposed to guide them, lead them when they're, when they're living a life that's uh, having thoughts of confusion and doubt. 
That's what parents are for, to help settle the doubt, to lead them, to walk them through, and to show them truth. Not to go find a new truth or try to find something else out or try to to let them decide for themselves. You are the parent. We are the parents. The adults are the ones that are supposed to lead and guide and teach. Nurture, yes, but also teach and let them learn and let them grow and get to a place to where that they can stand on their own. God's faithfulness is what we need to develop on the inside of us the truth of His Word and who He is. And as we learn who we are in Him, we are able to stand in this world. We don't have to look out or seek out some other way or some other knowledge. There's only one that has the knowledge, and that's God Himself. But he's given us the the word of God. He's given us gifts to the body, pastors and teachers and prophets and apostles and evangelists. He's given teachers of the word of God, anointed people. He's given you grandmothers and grandfathers that pray and will, will seek God's face. He's given the body of Christ. He has given gifts to the body to grow the church. And we have to find who we are in Him, not finding out who what the world says or not finding another way or a new way. There is one way, and it's been faithful. That way has been faithful for over 2,000 years. You know, it's God's faithfulness that stands true. It's God's faithfulness that has stood the test of time. So we can trust that if we go to God's Word, God's Word hasn't changed. It might be written in different translations, and I love to read different translations to get the different commentaries and the the different views on it, but that word hasn't changed. The meaning of that word has not changed. God meant what He said. He wasn't confused when He said it, and He still can. it stands by it, and what He said back then, over 2,000 years ago, over over 2,000 years ago, when the word was written, when they began to write it down, it still is faithful. The truth hasn't changed. The truth won't change. We can trust God's word. The problem is that we listen to the world. We listen to what the world, the way they're going. And if it feels like, well, maybe we're against this or we're, you know, it's not lining up with them, then we try to change to be like the world. We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to change to be like him. We are not supposed to change God's word to fit whatever our situation is we change what we're doing to line up with God's word because his word is true and it will not change and it will last forever. When he said he's coming back, I promise you, he's coming back. You may have heard that for years and thought, well, you know, it's been, I've heard that ever since I was a kid that he's coming back. Well, it ain't happened. Well, let me tell you, it's closer now than it's ever been. Trust in this, that the kingdom of God is what is going to last forever. This world system is going to pass away. It's going to be gone, and there will be one. You know, we're used to everybody having to to vote and agree on things before anything happens, but there is one. It is called the king that has the word, and what he says goes. What he says is the final, and what he says for the world is, if you follow me, Everything I have for you is great and it's full of blessing. What God has is not evil for mankind. What he has is a life that is full of blessing and mercy and grace. 
But his word is what lasts and his word is what will be the last word. And all of those that think that they know better and that they can do it without God and they'll stand in his face and say, we don't need you. We can do this. And all of those and all of the prophets that that of this new age that declare that that they don't need God and that the AI and the artificial intelligence, this is the new God and that they're, we don't need a God that we look up into the heavens, but we, we have him right, have it right here in, in artificial intelligence. They are tracking, traveling down a path that is headed for destruction because there is only one true God. There is only one God and that God that they are looking at is going to crumble and is going to fall. And they're going to be left standing there and, and thinking that they talked to the God of creation and said, we don't need you. And now they're standing there naked before him without anything else, without nothing around them, without no one but themselves. When you stand in the presence of a holy God, when you stand there and you don't have anything else but yourself before him, you are not standing there with a confidence of you are righteous because of Christ and that you're, you are there because of his faithfulness. You are going to be left there feeling so helpless and hopeless because you don't have anything to stand on. You have nothing to back you up. But if you come humbly before God, and if these people will humble themselves, God is not rejecting them. But if he will, if they will humble themselves, he will, he will continue to receive them. But if they continue the way they're going, they are going to stand before God and they will face the judgment because they have rejected the one that he sent. This world does not have the answers, but God has the answers and God is the answer. And what the world is searching for and they don't know it, there's an old, there's an old saying and it's not in the Bible, but I don't, I don't know who said it, but it's on the inside of, there is a God-shaped vacuum on the inside of every man. There is a space or a vacuum on the inside of man that can only be filled by God himself. God created man with a place or a spot, a place on the inside of him for him. And when God's not there, that human mankind is empty because there's only one thing that will fill that space. And that's the precious spirit of the living God. Only one thing is having a relationship with him and receiving him into your life. That emptiness will never go away unless he fills it. Nothing else can take that place. Nothing else will fit. It is God's faithfulness. It's who God is. He will never change from who he is. His word is true, and we can take God's word. We can get God's word on the inside of us. And as we pour it in, God's blessings will begin to pour out of us. As we pour it in, as we put it on the inside of us, it's going to grow. It's going to produce. Trust the faithfulness of God's word that if you continue, if you keep the word on the inside of you and you keep nurturing it, you keep giving it water, you keep, you keep nurturing it and protecting it and rolling it over on the inside of you, you keep meditating, thinking about God's word, it will bring change to your life. Meditate and think about peace. Whenever troubles come, think about how great God is. Don't think about how big your trouble is. Think about how great God is at getting people out of trouble. 
when things happen in your life that you have a need, think about how God is the answer to that need. Think about how God has the ability to provide for everything that you have need of. When you're, th- when you're in a situation and you don't know how to get out of it, don't keep going in your mind and trying to figure out the situation. Looking at one, uh, one minister said it's like a file cabinet going to the file cabinet. You keep going through the files thinking it's, it, if the answer is not in there, you know, doesn't matter how many times you go through the file folders, you're not going to find it. But, you will find it if you keep getting, putting God's word on the inside of you and you keep trusting him because he is the answer and he'll create the answer and he'll give you the answer. He'll put the file in the, in the file cabinet for what you need and then it'll be there. But if you're trying to do it before it's there without him, apart from him, you're going through it and it's, you're never going to find it. But if you trust in him, you trust in the Lord God and you keep your your heart and your mind set on him and faithful to him and keep going, keep pursuing, the answer will come. Keep trusting in the Lord. Keep looking to him, not looking at the world. Whatever, whatever this world is trying to draw or pull you away from, you turn to God. You turn back to him. You turn your sights on him. And I promise you, the things will begin to change and the life will begin to come. The answers will begin to come. You keep your eyes focused and set on him, following after him, putting the word of God on the inside of you, and you're going to see the life of God begin to change your life. Amen. Let me end this in prayer. Father, in the name that's above every name, Lord, we worship you today and we thank you, Father. We thank you for causing your word to come alive on the inside of us. God, that you are faithful and that, Lord, we can look all through the Psalms and see how that you're faithful and true and you're merciful. And God, you're patient and kind. Lord, you are everything that we have need of. And Lord God, I'm asking you and I'm praying for every person at the sound of my voice. Lord God, for whatever they have need of, Father, that they find it, they will find it in you. Lord, I thank you for opening doors for them. I thank you for bringing blessings into their life, Lord, that no one else could do in it. It will be a testimony that God, that only you could do it. And Lord, they trusted you and you made a way where there was no way. Father, I thank you for causing favor to go before them. People that are looking for a job, Lord, I thank you for opening up that door that they could not open up. And Lord God, you causing favor upon them to bring a job into their life. Lord, bring the, the, finances and debt relief, Lord God, people that are believing you to get out of debt, Lord God, that their debts are supernaturally canceled. Lord God, if they need a vehicle that God, you cause them to be able to get a vehicle, you lead them to the right person. You lead them to a person that has a spare vehicle they don't need anymore. Lord, if they just give it to them or they bless them or, or Lord God, there's somebody else out there that, that will give them a great deal, whatever it is, and you'll help them pay for it. Father, I thank you for bringing every need that they have in, into this natu- into manifestation, Lord, as they trust you, that you cause these things to come into their life. And Lord, it's a testimony of your goodness and your mercy and your grace. And Lord, we thank you for opening doors, ble- your blessing being poured out upon people. And as your word comes alive on the inside of them, they are able to lead people into a relationship with you, Lord. The most important thing of their life is to know you. And Father, we thank you for in that precious name, the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus. Amen.